millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another Thanksgiving Eve episode of Red Pill News Live. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. Hope you're getting ready to eat well tomorrow. So, one thing that is pretty cool, you can now create playlists on Rumble. I know that when you are looking at the video itself, if you click those three dots on the right-hand side, you can click share or save or embed. If you click save, they have a watch later playlist that's already created for you, or you can create a new playlist. I'm still diving in. I got to see whether or not you're able to create playlists as a creator. Ah, okay, yes, you can. Thank you very much, Just Human. All right, so yesterday, guys, I had this story all lined up for you, uh, and I didn't get to it first. I I guess I was ranting too much about other things. But today we're going to open with it. Once again, another high-level Department of Defense employee is found to be engaged in the act of human trafficking. We will get into these specifics in just a moment. Hit that like button, share the show. We'll be right back after this. 
Our national debt is a real-world problem. Our government spends more on interest payments than it does funding the Pentagon. And Biden, well, he wants to raise taxes on businesses and the wealthiest people to use the additional revenue only to fund social welfare programs. We've gone from $6 trillion in debt to $34 trillion in just 20 years. In 2010, our debt was $13 trillion. In gold, it was $1,000 an ounce. By 2020, our debt was $23 trillion and gold was $1,500 an ounce. Well, here we are in 2023. We have a $33 trillion debt and gold is $2,000 an ounce. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson recently warned that our greatest threat to national security isn't Russia, it isn't China, it's our national debt. So call the proud Americans of the Patriot Gold Group today before it's too late. Mention Zach Payne and Red Pill 78 and you'll always get best-in-class service from Patriots Protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has the no-fee-for-life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver and you may be eligible for the no-fee-for-life IRA on qualifying rollovers. So give them a call today at 888-857-6092 to get their free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer for seven years in a row. Once again, give them a call today at 888-857-6092. Mention me, Zach Payne, and Red Pill 78 I want to specifically thank Patriot Gold for becoming a sponsor of this channel, and when you support my sponsors, you also support this channel. All right. Good evening. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. We have so much important stuff to talk about. Looks like there may have been a targeted terror attack taking place at two different points on our border with Canada. One of them included a bomb uh, or at least a car that blew up on the Rainbow Bridge. We're going to talk about that and the separate incident. I don't know if they are connected, but I find it to be just a little too coincidental. And I think that pretty much everybody here realizes at this point that coincidences such as this generally don't seem to exist. So whether you're here on Getter, whether you're here on the Foxhole at Pilled.net, whether you're here on Rumble or Twitter, a.k.a. X., I want to thank you very much for hanging out. You can now chat on X. You can also do the hearts like you used to do over on Periscope. And it looks like we are good to go everywhere. So let me just get my final things looked at in the back end. And that would be to say thank you to Loop to Loop over on Pilled.net for dropping a pair of shades. I also saw that Esther said she had to jump over to Pilled because the stream was buggy on Rumble. I don't even know why that happens to some people and not to other people because I'm looking at it right now. I'm streaming on the same thing. But then again, I do have like a fiber line so that I can always stream. All right. Let's get into the top story of the day, which would be the story of one Mr. Stephen Hovannik. Now, Stephen Hovannik is the chief of staff for the domestic Department of Elementary and Secondary Schools, now known as the Department of Defense education activity. This is a special task force that is devoted to overseeing elementary schools. To be honest with you, I didn't even know that the Department of Defense had an entire sector development dedicated to our elementary schools. 
But before he was the head of this program, he served as an instructional system specialist at the DDESS Area Service Center in Peachtree, Georgia. He is a resident of the state of Georgia. Uh, he was responsible for a, no- a number of other educational-type programs. Uh, he began his career as an educator back in 1982. He was a high school vocational teacher. He was a coach. He was a school administrator, all in the Virginia public schools. And then he joined the DODA DDES. SS program in 1996 as an assistant principal at Quantico Middle High School. Uh, And then he was named the principal of Dahlgren Unit School in March of 2021. He was there until 2008. He had attended the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. He is a man of letters. He's received his Bachelor of Science degree in Technology Education at East Tennessee State University. At that same place, he also earned his Master of Arts degree in Education. He earned his School Administrator Licensure at the University of Virginia, and he holds a Superintendent's License in Virginia and at the DDO. D-O-D-E-A. He was a an honorably discharged veteran. I wonder what his status is going to be now that he was busted in a human trafficking sting. This is sad at the end of the day. First of all, Mr. Hovannik should have known better. Not only is he a career military man and educator, he also grew up in a military family. He was actually born in Tokyo. He lived in Japan as a child, and he lived all over the world as he traveled with his family. He also was the son of an Air Force non-commissioned officer. He appreciates the opportunities and challenges of educating and serving the children of the members of the armed forces, as well as federal civilian children living in a military community. Now, Probably the most heartbreaking aspect of this story, besides the fact that women were victimized as victims of human trafficking in the story, Mr. Hovannik has a wife. He's got a family. His wife is a Mexican national. Her name is Anna Olmos. She's from Zacatecas, Mexico. And she and her husband, Mr. Hovannik, reside in Sharpsburg, Georgia. They've got three adult children. Stephen Hovannik has two adult sons. His wife has an adult daughter. All of them live outside the home, probably for the best. Because yesterday in the early afternoon, um, I saw this story come across the Daily Caller wire desk, Pentagon official at over at Office of Overseeing Elementary Schools arrested in human trafficking sting. So, as I stated, he's a top administrator. He's in the Pentagon's school system in the Americas region. He was arrested on November 15th in this human trafficking sting that was held in Coweta County, Georgia. He's 64 years old. He was arrested on suspicion of pandering. Uh, and according to the information released by the sheriff's office, uh, Hovannik told the jail staff that he works at the DOD, probably telling them that he worked at the DOD in the hopes that they would just let him off. He knew that this was going to ruin his career. And I go back to my earlier statement. I mean, besides the fact that Stephen Hovannik worked with children, he should have known that participating in activities like this could potentially ruin his entire life. It could ruin his married life. It could ruin his career. Uh, it could put him in jeopardy of being a felon. There is no soft peddling this. He attempted to buy a woman to sleep with. 
I don't know how long, but obviously the very act of paying for sex to someone who is being forced into sex trafficking is particularly vile. Now, yesterday, the booking photo of Stephen Hovannik was unavailable, uh, at least through the Daily Caller. I don't know if they've updated it now, um, but... Hovannik was not the only one who was in this bust. Uh, he was part of a bust with more than two dozen arrests over a two-day operation. Uh, there were actually six women who were identified as victims of human trafficking. They were rescued. They were taken to a safe house. Uh, and the arrests that they saw uh, in terms of this bust included pandering, drug possession, prostitution, and pimping. Uh, it's really, really sad. Uh, and then here is a tweet just from the 20th, just days after Stephen Hovannik was busted. And it shows a couple of kids, which are part of the program that Mr. Hovannik oversees. Here they are enjoying shopping at the school's fall book fair. These children obviously should not be burdened with the knowledge of what this man did. I'm sure that they know him. Like, how weird would that be if your principal or some other high-level administrator, when you're in elementary school, gets busted, doesn't show up to work, and then, he, oh, you know, hey, I was trying to pay for sex with a uh, uh, an Eastern uh, – an Eastern European human trafficking victim, he, and he appears to be in good company. Here is uh, the photos of all of the men who were busted on that day. You can see Stephen Hovannik right here. I'm going to zoom in so you can see his face. You know, name them and shame them, they say. Normally, I would say innocent until proven guilty, but I'm sorry. You just don't make arrangements to pay for sex with someone unless that's the thing that you're intending to do and the very action that you're undertaking is itself illegal. Could certainly uh, end up with all of the, uh, the, the terrible things that I mentioned before. But most horribly are the victims of human trafficking, the women who are forced into this, the children who are forced into a life of living around these types of pimps and panderers. Stephen Hovannik has a very characteristic scar that goes across the bottom of his face, so it's quite obvious that that's him. Let me just zoom in here on his uh, photo directly from the Department uh, the Department of Defense's own website. You can see that's clearly him. He's maybe a couple years younger. He's got a long scar on his face. Now, I, I'm 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 not going to uh, completely crucify Mr. Hovannik here. I think that he's basically destroyed his own life. Uh, I have to believe that there must be something wrong with his head to engage in this sort of activity. Uh, And I really don't know if this is the first time he's done it. I would tend to believe that it's probably not. So that would likely mean that there are additional victims who have been victimized by Mr. Hovannik in the past. And if he was willing to pass like that very hard line of demarcation on this one issue, then what else was he willing to do? What other behaviors was he willing to engage in? I'm not going to name them because I don't know them, but I think it's worth looking into. And certainly I think that Stephen Hovannik needs to have a, a really – heartfelt conversation with God. He needs to get down on his knees and ask for forgiveness because I don't think anybody here is really going to give it to him. Sterling Cannabis says, Zach, totally off topic, but 
Will you watch the Lions play football tomorrow? The NFL does not entertain me often, but the Lions have not played this good since the year I was born. I have to be honest with you. I have no idea how the Lions are doing right now, and I don't follow football. (laughs) I don't follow sports ball. Lisa and I are going to be uh, making dinner and eating alone tomorrow. Uh, We don't have any plans with family. We're just going to take it easy. We're going to unplug. We're probably going to lay around with the dogs, and as long as it's not raining, we'll take them for a walk. I would love to take him to a park, too, honey, if you can hear me, if it's not going to rain. I would love to go out and do something since we have, like, the whole day to do it. But, uh, no, unfortunately for the Lions, they're not going to be getting my viewing. Uh, and, I honestly, I don't even think that I have the ability to watch the Lions. I don't know where I would go to do that. But, anyways, I, if you are having a good time enjoying the Lions' current season, then uh, I wish you the best. Sterling Cannabis, you go for it. You go for it. Yeah, she says, no, we are not watching football. Mm. All right. So, uh, Mr. Hovannik, once again, uh, he has the ability to answer for his actions, atone for his sins, and set the stage for the rest of his life. Perhaps Mr. Hovannik has a sex addiction. Okay. Maybe, maybe he can use this as an opportunity uh, to do outreach to other service members, other men in the community. Uh, who feel the need to engage in this sort of activity? Uh, maybe you know he can uh, he he can speak at his local church if he goes to church. He, he can confess his sins before the congregation, and he can make his relationship with his wife that much stronger if his wife decides to stay with him. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, this turns out to be a positive for everyone involved. Certainly, it's already a positive for the women who were trafficked. It's not a positive for the men who force them into the act of sex slavery. Uh, and I can only hope that this bust will lead to further busts and more people being set free as a result. So uh, thank you for that. Oh, yes. And here we go. There was a little there. It actually hit the Gateway Pundit today. And that's um, I wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything additional in here that they mentioned. No, they basically go through all the information that I've already gone through. Um, well, actually, they do have a little bit more information about the bust itself. On the first day, authorities arrested three suspects for prostitution and seven for pandering. Prostitution is the act of selling sex. Pandering is the act of paying to procure sex, uh, along with rescuing two victims. So the pandering must have been done by the Johns. The prostitution was probably done by the pimps, I think. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. And then the victims are the the poor women that were uh, forced into this life. They also made arrests for possession of Schedule II drugs, THC, and firearms related to criminal activity. So good. They got some guns off the street as well. On the second day, they saw an additional four victims rescued. Praise Jesus. Law enforcement also detained three individuals for pandering and, uh, and four for pimping, along with making arrests, again, for the possession of Schedule Four drugs and executing an outstanding warrant. My, my real question is here, if this was an if this was a specific and targeted investigation and they already busted people and saved women on the first day, then who shows up on the second day? I mean – I guess I, I mean, I'm not a police officer and I don't necessarily know how this goes, but I always assume when I hear these stories like from Grady Judd and, you know, you know, other counties around here, when they talk about doing these these mass human trafficking busts that like they're targeting a specific sex ring. And so they're going in there to get those people. And you would just think that. I mean, intelligence would dictate that if your buddies got busted the day before, you don't show up the next day and continue to try to sell women. But I guess I don't know. I mean, perhaps this is not about logic, and that's the only thing that I can think to use. Uh, Snowcat Operator says, Happy Turkey Day, Zach, RP78 Girlfriend, RP78 Mom, Muffin, and the Three-Legged Frog. Don't forget about Cisco. And then Smokey too, but yes, Muffin and uh, and the entire uh, uh, the entire crew all appreciate it. And Tripod, I'm sure he sincerely uh, appreciates the well wishes. Continue to pray for Mr. Tripod. He is uh, he's out hunting, and so I'm I'm hoping he's going to be back uh, sometime tonight. 
All right. So let's talk about what happened in Canada, because this is a pretty big deal. So there's uh, as far as I know, there's two bridges uh, that. Well, okay, you've got the bridge in Niagara Falls, but I'm thinking about in Michigan. You've got the Ambassador Bridge and then there's one other bridge. It's been a long time since I've been there. Um, But there are a number of different border crossings uh, between the United States and Canada. The Rainbow Bridge. This is kind of a famous one because it's at Niagara Falls. So. Earlier today, uh, there was a car that exploded. Now, that could mean a couple of things. But I think that immediately people are are, are jumping to the conclusion that got, this has got to be terrorism, right? Because generally cars don't just blow up. You know, even if you're like pumping gas and you're smoking a cigarette outside the car, the, the fumes from the gasoline are not going to ignite and then blow up. Um, fumes, incidentally, are what ignite if you've got, say, like an open puddle of gasoline or something like that. Um, but there isn't enough of it right there. You, and even if you like threw your cigarette butt into the actual gas tank, you, you know, it's not going to happen. There's there's safeguards that are in place. But the blast itself happened on the U.S. side of the bridge. So if this was an act of terrorism, that means that whoever it was waited until they got to the U.S. and then they ignited the bomb itself. So the Niagara River is what the bridge is spanning. Uh, The three other bridges between western New York and Ontario were all closed as a result. Uh, We do have a number of images and videos of the devastation. Let's take a look at that and see what we can find out. Niagara Falls, New York, FBI on the scene, uh, the border crossing from Canada into the United States, a car has exploded there. Mm. Okay, so first things first, it looks like the car didn't explode until it got to the actual checkpoint. From what I understand, there was loss of life. And also, uh, John, there's talk now from folks on the ground in Buffalo and the Fort Erie Public Bridge Authority saying that they have shut down all four of Canadian Canadian bridges and U.S. bridges over the Niagara River. This is also an area where people may be going the day before. Uh, A lot of tourists go to Niagara Falls. And uh, there's also been concern in the coming days about New York possibly being a threat and under a threat from lone wolves. We don't know if this is just an isolated incident. Again, you don't want to speculate. We don't know. It could also just be one person who's having, you know, a psychotic episode or it could be something much more, much more scary and much more planned. All right. So she pretty much hit on all of them right there. You know, either it's a lone nut, somebody who just wants to kill themselves and and they're willing to make a statement. Um, I would think a lot more likely if this is an act of terrorism, it's probably some sort of Islamic terrorist, considering the fact that they waited to get to the United States. This could be in response to the United States supporting Israel in the ongoing war with Hamas. That would not surprise me at all. Uh, that doesn't mean that that stated reason I just proposed is the legitimate reason. Uh, let's go back in time a little bit. I've spoken about this in so many occasions, but uh, the founders of Israel uh, were not against using false flag terror attacks to drum up anger at the Palestinians or the Arabs that were living in that area at the time. There was a very famous bombing at a hotel a long time ago, uh, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, it was a bombing that was blamed on Palestinians, Palestinian Arabs, and it turns out it was actually uh, a bombing that was perpetrated by the uh, 
that the Israelis or the people that were trying to set up Israel. I'm, I'm sorry, my, my, the timeline that I have on this is fuzzy. I, it's been a long time since I've looked into this. Um, but it, it's also reminiscent of what we saw on 9-11. It's also reminiscent of, I think, what we saw on October 7th. I just don't see how certain things are allowed to happen, uh, especially when we've got the sort of security and spying infrastructure that we have today. Uh, Now, when you set up a a situation like we have today uh, with unrestricted illegal migration, it pretty much leaves the door open. Uh, just wide open on the various possibilities. Uh, it would make sense to me uh, if it was an organic, like Palestinian or Arab attack designed to hurt the United States because of our government's actions in the Middle East. That would, you know, be a plausible reason. But I think it's just as plausible that someone would perpetrate an attack. For that very reason, to make it appear like the United States must now get involved because it's gone from a a minor regional conflict to now a global conflict where U.S. infrastructure and citizens have actually been attacked and killed. Andre says, uh, hey, Zach, uh, just got here. I'm driving down to South Florida. Hey, cool, bud. Driving down to South Florida for Thanksgiving. I hope your day on Thanksgiving goes well. Happy Thanksgiving chat. Um, Andre, send me an email, dude. Send me an email. And if you are driving at all near me, then maybe we can uh, hook up and uh, just say hello. All right. So uh, here we have another view of the explosion or the aftermath. Rather. Alexis McAdams is reporting that, that according to high level police sources, the explosion was an attempted terrorist attack. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that makes sense that at least they would say that. Certainly somebody is committing terrorism. The question that I want to know is who actually perpetrated it? Not necessarily who was behind the wheel of that car, because how easy would it be to set up a patsy? Hey, Mohammed, <laughs> I've, I've got this box of bananas. I just need you to drive them across the border and give it to my cousin at the marathon station. You think you can do that? I'll pay you 500 bucks. Really? Okay, awesome. Listen, buddy, you're really helping me out because I got a whole bunch of stuff I got to do today. I know that it's Canada, but we're still preparing for Thanksgiving. We're so close to the border. You know, we, we celebrate it anyways. So tell you what. You go drop off those bananas. Never don't look inside the box. Okay, whatever you do, don't look inside the box. If you hear a ticking, it's nothing. It's probably just your brakes. Okay, but when you get over to the U.S. side, just give me a call. Just give me a call on this phone number. Okay, and then I'll know that you're over there, and I'll get the money ready. So maybe the guy driving the car, Mohammed, he he calls the cell phone number. And it dials into the cell phone bomb that's in the box of bananas. And then, boom, it detonates it as soon as he crosses the border. Who knows? A lot of explosives in the vehicle at the time. The two people who were in the car are deceased. One Border Patrol officer was injured. Driving from the U.S. apparently to Canada. And we're trying to drive toward the CBP building. So all bridges in the area have been closed. All government buildings in the area have been evacuated. Okay, so that changes it significantly. So they were coming from the United States into Canada. It blew up before they got to Canada. You know what the problem has been recently in Canada? It, it's It's been this issue of uh, Sikh 
Sikh separatists, right? I mean, uh, are there, well, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's India angry at Canada for not giving them information on Sikh separatists. I'll have to look into that a little bit more, but I'm sorry. I was completely mistaken. I thought it was the other way around. So make no mistake, guys. They're going to get to the bottom of it because the FBI is on the case. The all the way to the FBI. The silence of the lambs, Clarice. (laughs) So uh, the field office in Buffalo Buffalo is the same place where that uh, that that lone nut gunman went into the Safeway and and shot Aaron Salter Jr., the security guard who just happened to have a working water engine. Wouldn't you know it? My goodness. Anyways, the FBI couldn't figure that one out because they were talking to the kid ahead of time. And, you know, of course, they're the ones who suggested he go and kill a bunch of black people. But I digress. Nonetheless. So the FBI in Buffalo. They're on the case. Uh, speaking to WGZ, G, WGRZ TV, Mike Gunther said he saw vehicles speeding towards the crossing from the U.S. side of the border when it swerved to avoid another car and it crashed into a fence and exploded. All of a sudden, he went up in the air and there was a fireball 30 or 40 feet high. I never saw anything like it. You, you probably have never seen anything like it because cars are designed not to do that. <laughs> Cars are definitely designed not to explode on impact. I mean, was he driving a Pinto? (laughs) I haven't seen anyone. New Rumble Watcher 20. Are you kidding me? Yes, this has got to be a troll. I think I might sell my AR-15 at a gun buyback. Do you know where I can find one? No, no, go... Go sell it on Gunbroker if you really have an AR-15 to sell. Go sell it on Gunbroker. Get your money back. I tend to think that's a troll, though. <laughs> mm. All right. So getting into a little bit more information from the Gateway Pundit, they have some additional videos. Oh, yeah. T- check it out. This is from the Canadian Independent. Yeah, that uh, that looks like quite a bit of devastation. And... You can see here, man, that car is disintegrated. Doesn't look like there's much of anything left. Uh, I just don't see, don't see how a car is going to explode like that unless it was like an AMC Gremlin or a Pinto. And those are probably not on the road anymore. (laughs) New Rumble. Damn, I guess I'll be in the U.S. Army for a few years. Um, listen, if you want to get... I won't be using it because I'm joining the Army. That's what... Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Hold on to it. Keep it. Keep it Keep it at home. Give it to the girl. Give it to your parents. I'm sorry, man. I, I missed the other part of the joke. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm serious, though. If you want to sell your AR, sell it on Gumbroker. But, you know, I would definitely hold on to it because you never know what's going to happen by the time you get out of the Army. All right. So here is some video just in the in the moments after the explosion. Yo, call Steve. Tell him to come back. Call Steve. <laughs> OK, you guys, he's not trolling. He's not trolling. <laughs> oh, uh, there was a. Uh, oh, okay. Ainsley says, I trust nothing, but there was a witness to it on Pete's show, Zach. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, obviously people, people would have seen it, you know? I mean, 
I, I'm not certain how close you can get to the border. I mean, obviously, this guy, can, you can tell there's some sort of an explosion, clearly. And those are the same photos again. Uh, Kathy Hochul, governor of New York, commenting on it. She says, I've been briefed on the incident on the Rainbow Bridge in Niagara Falls, and we are closely monitoring the situation. State agencies are on site and ready to assist. More photos. Okay. Oh, oh, there we go. There's a good one. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a big explosion. Like, I just do not see that happening. You know, and again, I'm not an explosives expert, but I just don't see that happening organically. Uh, with someone driving a car. So it sure seems like this was targeted for a reason. Reason so far to this point is unknown. Now, the reason I questioned whether or not this was targeted is because the uh, the Border Patrol uh, apparently thwarted a four-vehicle border rush in Maine. They were full. These cars were full of Romanians, including some of them with direct and known ties to organized crime. So these 20 Romanian nationals were apprehended at the border inside these vehicles, uh, and the transnational criminal organization that they're connected to has yet to be named. Uh, But Customs and Border Patrol put out a press release earlier uh, and said that the uh, international boundary from Canada on Lincoln Road in Hogden uh, was attempted to be crossed at about 6.10 a.m. Agents attempted to stop the vehicles using emergency equipment. I would have to assume maybe that would be like road spikes or something like that. Uh, the incident is indicative of an overall rise in apprehensions witnessed here in Holton sector. Holton, I guess, is the area in Canada. In the last three Octobers, they have encountered a total of 33 individuals. Can you imagine being a Border Patrol agent in Canada? <laughs> Like, get like we should have like a um what do they call it like a a, a a an exchange an exchange program where the southern customs and border patrol agents get a chance to like spend a week up at the northern border and then the northern border agents get a chance to spend a week down at the southern border because they're like oh my god thirty we had thirty three apprehensions meanwhile there's millions of them coming across down south tattooed teacher says, uh, hey, Hochul, maybe Homeland Security should look for terrorists rather than write school curriculum for disinformation. I absolutely believe you. Um, Okay, so Gail Time says it uh, crossed a line and flew a curb over a fence. Did you see that? No, no, unfortunately, I didn't see that. But hold on. Let's just let's go to Twitter. Let's go to Twitter live. And uh, let's see. uh, Canada car. Explosion. I know that the car attempted to evade. Now, the curb, it looks like there are, you know, little curbs. I've popped a curb before. I think I tore my oil pan off. I might have cracked the tranny, too. Um, That was the last time I drove that car. Here we go. Here is a a witness, an eyewitness. This is from the post-millennial. Let's take a listen. Just to come down and shoot the breeze. I've been a guide here in Niagara Falls for 15 years. Have you spoken to Homeland Security? Did they interview you at all? Yes, the FBI came to my house. I gave them a statement. And then finally, uh, but before I gave them a statement, because I gave the officer my license, and he said, you know, I said, if I can help you, took my license, my name and number. I'm seeing all this stuff on the news that was inaccurate. Oh, fake news. The news had already called me. 
But then they just called. I just had an interview with them. They came to my house maybe 35, 40 minutes ago. Can you the say tell your person last name again? Ricky, R-I-C-K-I-E Wilson. You guys ever seen Trailer Park Boys? Ricky! Ricky and Julian. Anyways, uh, who would have thunk? Who would have thunk that the fake news would have gotten it wrong? (laughs) Yes. Okay, thank you, sir. They didn't say not to talk to anybody, but I'm seeing all this stuff that's in... They said don't talk to him. I said whatever, there's cameras outside. This is exactly what I saw. There is cameras. I informed them on some of the the one Niagara inside, and they should be able to play footage back. Okay, so now, if they choose to not release that footage, we will absolutely 100% know that something is up. Because if they've got that many cameras, and of course they do, it's a border crossing. So they must have gotten total coverage from every single angle. I would say probably every one of those booths has got a camera, overhead camera, you know, a a wide angle camera. There's all kinds of opportunity to see exactly what happened on that day. Are they going to release it? If it's damaging to the narrative, you know they won't. That's that's what I've seen. I mean, given all your years being a tour guide down here, is this just unlike anything you've ever seen? Of course it's like anything. <laughs> of course it's unlike anything I've ever seen. <laughs> when was the last time you remember a, a car bomb on the Rainbow Bridge? It's never happened. Yeah. Yes, it, yes, it is. Other than we get people from all over the world who use some interesting stuff, but we love it. Yeah, 15 years. So I'm glad I could help you guys out. There was only two witnesses that I know of, me and this other guy, but there were two. Oh, 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 Johnny. I didn't even think of that. If this is a Tesla, that's going to look real bad. That that would make sense. But the the only reason I didn't think it was an EV is because it didn't look like the fire was still raging. If this was an electric vehicle and they had hopped a curb and it had like ruptured the batteries and it wouldn't have been like a real explosion. It would have been uh, a, a quick burn, but it would have been, you know, I don't think it would have exploded in that way. And the fire would still be going. Let's be honest fellas there i think they were from turkey and they were saying they were seeing somebody kept circling uh, going uh. in circles perhaps arguing with somebody in a car i don't know all i seen is it go through the air and it was uh, definitely on this side of the border it right? was on this side yes sir yes it was right right over there by the light it hit that cement thing um i'm assuming it hit the cement because i've seen all the debris but i mean how did it get up there I mean, this thing was up in the air. It's, I- All right, Gail sent the video. We're going to watch the video in just a second. That is crazy. That is a really good question. How did it fly through the air? Because, like I said, I hit a curb before. I, like, popped a curb. I definitely didn't go 10 or 15 feet in the air. It would have been awesome if I had. Probably wouldn't have cracked the tranny, but... No, it sounds like I'm crazy, but the car was airborne. And not three or four feet. I mean, up there. Ricky, the fact that this is all happening, you know, the day before Thanksgiving, busiest travel day, you know, one of them of the year, does that make this a little bit harder? When people don't know what's going on, of course. That's why I'm down here to tell you exactly what I've seen. This was, I don't know what happened. All I know is that vehicle was uh, 10, 15 feet in the air. Holy jeez. Hit the building and probably right by. Okay, that that sounds like he's got a go-go gadget rocket car. I, that's not normal either. They must have set up a ramp for him. Somewhere around that light, it just it's just hard to believe. It's just 
you know, I have no reason to make anything up or anything. It's a miracle I'm doing this well in front of all these cameras. Of course, I was a disc jockey years ago, but that's another story. <laughs> anything else I can't Ricky. I don't know. It, it, got, it, got to the, it got to the border, and there's an overhead thing. And by that time, the vehicle started to come down, and it went underneath it. It had to have, because it would have taken that out. And then it kind of like disappeared out of range a little bit. But I know it, it just beyond that, it hit one of the things where the security officers are. And just I'm just thanking God for answered prayer that none of the, the Border Patrol guys, one fellow I heard was injured. But I'm only here to let you know the facts of what really happened, what, what I saw. Well, they told us we'd have flying cars by this point. So, <laughs> All right, Gail, let's okay, let's take a look. Coming from Mashi Schwartz. Oh, yes, yes, they released the video. Oh, this is great. Okay, let's see if we got sound. Holy jeez. Oh my god, he must have been going like a hundred miles an hour. Look at that. Wow. I hope you guys can see this. Hold on. L- let me make it let let me put this like full full freaking screen here. Uh let me go full screen, full screen, and uh we're gonna go to this view right here. You guys deserve to see the whole thing. This is insane. All right, so take a look in the back of the frame back top left you can see him he doesn't even go through the crossing thank you very much i don't know who dropped that uh, ko-fi donation but I'll, i'll find it in a minute so he goes up this street and then he hits just like a curb on the side of the road and based upon the air he gets he's got to be going like 80 100 miles an hour all right take a look And goes boom. That looked like an Audi too. Jeez, oh Pete's, I can't believe that. Well, that that may have something to do with why it was such a large explosion. My God. Okay, now how did how I how did um, I don't know, man. Um, you know, here's the thing: we don't see behind this pylon right here. I uh, I would imagine there's got. That almost looks like there's a ramp set up there. I'm not going to lie. With the way that he hits it, it's almost like it's a little hill. Can you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah, take a look right here. Boom. There there is like there's like a little ramp set up there practically. My god. Wow. <laughs> yeah, could be remote controlled. <laughs> Oh, man. It's anybody's guess at this point. Uh, Thank you very much to Nurse Penny. Appreciate you, Nurse Penny. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Wow. Well, the one thing I'm certain of is that when you have a terrorist attack or some sort of craziness that happens uh, on the day before Thanksgiving, uh, yeah, there's definitely something going on. So, he, he says, watch the vehicle carefully. That vehicle was flying before it went airborne. 
uh, after analyzing currently available photos and CCTV footage and during and after the crash, it appears the vehicle continued straight towards the CBP checkpoint when went left into a curb. Oh, look at this. Thank you very much, Moshi. Uh, and uh, and then he went airborne. It then appears to have gone over the black fence and through the green awning, hitting a guard booth on the other side. My goodness. All right. So here he is. He started at the 7-Eleven. Makes sense. He wanted to get some uh, some fuel for the for the journey. Uh, he sped up Niagara Street. And, uh, oh, wow, here we go. We have another bit of uh, a still frame showing the explosion itself. All right. And then he went, oh, yeah, he went. there's like a little hill there. He went over a little hill, and he went straight over the awning and then into the building. Oh, my gosh, he cleared. Okay, so he went airborne back here. God, that's got to – I don't even know how far that is, guys. But, I mean, that's like, you know, maybe a, a 300 feet maybe. I mean, you've got one car. There's 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, another 100 feet, 200 feet maybe. He caught some air. That's some serious, serious action right there. Ah, and here you go. Look at that. It is a perfect little ramp. Look at that. Wow. So he went straight up this curb right there and then caught massive air and flew all the way over. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Man. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Here is that still frame again. Another image from Google Images. Unconfirmed reports of a second vehicle having crossed the border and entered the U.S. If true, let's hope it's intercepted and neutralized before any tragic incident takes place. Well, guys, all I can say is uh, definitely, definitely going to be looking forward to seeing what happens with this story. But obviously, I'm not going to allow it to stop me from having a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully, the same is true for you guys, too. Yeah. 1.21 gigawatts. 88 miles per hour. Marty! Marty! You're never going to make enough speed! Okay, let me um, let me say thank you over on Pilled.net. Who cares? He says, high five, Zach. Not buying the terrorist narrative for Canada looks to be more of a fa- looks to be more of a car crash. It definitely looks to be a car crash. I'm only suggesting terrorism uh, because it would be such an easy thing for them to do to just say, oh look, you know, we had a terror attack. How do we know it was a terror attack? Well, he was known to us. We we knew who they were because we were helping them procure bomb parts. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it, it likely could be a car wreck. 
But it's a very odd thing for a person to do, especially if they had been driving around multiple times. It was almost like maybe they were trying to build up the courage to go through. Uh, but to do that, I mean, they obviously had a death wish or maybe I don't know. Maybe it was a married couple and they got into an argument. Stacks, thank you for the cookie. Asty Ball says, Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. Tamar Growl, thank you very much for the can. Filter Dog One says, Cars don't just explode. <laughs> no, they sure don't. Not in today's world. Leanne 63, Happy Thanksgiving. Two in the Pink says, EV explosion is said to be the link. It was going 100 miles per hour. Sobre- so- I don't know what that was. Something. <laughs> so, but more than likely the cause. Um, Maybe yeah. If it was if it was an EV and it was going if it flew two hundred feet or so, then yeah, that that could potentially be. Also, those things can rip. That's the one thing about EVs. Like you've got like zero to sixty in like four seconds sometimes. Nakaz eight oh eight says happy Turkey Day for you and the fam. Aloha. Two in the pink says uh, they more than likely knew they. The more than likely this guy they are interviewed. I'm I'm having trouble I'm having trouble de- decoding exactly what this says. Asquatch says, Happy Thanksgiving, Zach and Fam. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. All right. So now why is it so important that we keep an eye on the border? Well, because when you don't keep an eye on the border, you have sickos like this guy that come into the country and have an opportunity to just run amok. They're not known to local law enforcement. They don't have a rap sheet necessarily. They basically are completely invisible. But this one, thank God he was arrested. And wouldn't you know it, he was arrested in Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) So this is likely... One of those illegals that was shipped up to Martha's Vineyard by either Ron DeSantis or uh, not Ken Paxton. Who's the other guy? The the governor of Texas. I can't remember his name. You know, it was funny at first, but now it's just like, you know, come on, guys. Why don't you step up to the mic and do something? Uh, A.K.A. Lou says, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Relax and enjoy life tomorrow. Always enjoy your shows. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Wonder what he meant to do, but got off track. I man, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that person meant to do anything. He, it's possible it could have just been somebody with a death wish. You know, I mean, like, have you guys ever seen somebody like just drive into a concrete pylon? I mean, it happens. You know, people people do stupid things when they know that they're going to die doing it. So. This guy is an illegal child rapist. I wish they didn't blur out his face. All right. First of all, he's not even a U.S. citizen. Let's name him and shame him. All right. Second of all, he's a child rapist. But we do have his name. Saulo Cardona Ferreira. He's 37 years old. He's from Brazil. He was criminally charged in Brazil for the rape of a five-year-old child. This is the kind of person that I suggest we just set on fire. There's no point to holding them. There's no point in redeeming them. Uh, Just put them into the middle of a grain silo, pour a whole bunch of corn whiskey on them, and uh, just set it ablaze. So Brazilian authorities in Ceriso, Mato Grosso, issued the arrest warrant for Ferreira after he was sentenced to 14 years in prison for raping a child. It's not really clear because we have no control over our northern or southern border how he illegally entered the United States. But we just know that he got in and he got away. So 
This undocumented Brazilian national represented a significant threat to the inhabitants of Martha's Vineyard. Uh, and thank God they got him. Uh, does anybody here think that there's a possibility that the reason he was arrested is because it was Martha's Vineyard? I mean, I do. Uh, this is uh, the kind of story that if it was happening in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that guy would have been allowed to roam the streets, right? Ice wouldn't be allowed to come in. If it was Chicago, mm, I don't know, he's got a place to stay at the Hilton. Don't, don't worry about that. But he sexually assaulted a five-year-old child. He does not deserve the benefit of the doubt in any sense. He needs to be brought to justice immediately. And although I think it's rather hypocritical that Martha's Vineyard would allow ICE to come in and specifically arrest this guy, because I don't think that the current regime would do it for any other community, I'm glad that they got him. He, he deserves everything that he receives in prison. Uh, if you guys wouldn't mind, I'd really appreciate it if you hit that thumbs up. Uh, please hit the thumbs up and let the uh, rest of the audience know that this is a good show. We've got uh, 2,620 people watching over on Rumble. Only 293 likes and two dislikes. A couple of haters hanging out in the audience, but that's fine, you guys. Um, ooh. A threat to Martha's Vineyard with the people who live there. <laughs> so it, it, here, here's the thing. The people who live there may be child molesters. They may be psychopaths. They, they may just be the, the worst examples of humanity. But by Jove, if they don't want to be the only child molesters in town, <clears throat> you see that guy coming there illegally, although, you know, they made an open call for illegals to come there. Uh, he represents a threat to them getting their hands on those kids. So, yeah, they, they wouldn't want him there uh, because they would want to have the, uh, the, the, the market open to only them. They don't like the competition. All right. So we had mentioned uh, very recently about President Trump's uh, case in Colorado. The judge reluctantly found that she had to allow him to appear on the ballot. And so it seemed in one way like a win for President Trump. However, the part that wasn't so much a win is that she stated in her decision that President Trump factually was responsible for causing an insurrection. Total garbage, total BS. It's not true. <clears throat> um, he didn't get on the last bus. He didn't get on the last bus leaving. I'm missing something. Okay. Um. So, honey, I forgot to bring my letters in here. I got mail today, and I know that I need to thank Fredo for sending a gold back, and there's a couple of other people I got to say thank you to. But both President Trump and the covert rhino group, uh, it, actually, they're a mixture of rhinos and, and, and radical leftists <clears throat> that brought the suit trying to get him removed from the ballot. They're both appealing it. And obviously, because she left it kind of an open door by saying that he committed insurrection, even though he hasn't been charged with insurrection, he hasn't been convicted of an insurrection or anything close to that. <clears throat> They are appealing it. He is appealing it. Judge Sarah Wallace, she is a a, a, a known Democrat, a known quantity. Uh, and I think that it really, really, it messed her mind up having to find in favor of Donald Trump. And so she said that garbage about insurrection so that she could get something on the record. She knew 
that what they were trying to have done was not legal uh, because under the narrow definition of the 14th Amendment, President Trump could not be invalidated uh, or disqualified from being on the Colorado primary ballot. And that's because of the position that he held when January 6th happened. The insurrection clause, as you may know, goes back to the Civil War. Uh, it was specifically meant to stop people from holding certain government positions who had engaged in insurrection. These were people who fought for the Confederates, okay, like Confederate generals and stuff. They didn't want them in the federal government. But President Trump, uh, did not engage in that behavior and the position that he held. I mean, he was perfectly blameless from everything. Uh, he was never charged. He's uh, maybe been accused in the mainstream media, but he's never been charged or accused in a court of law. So he continues to deny any wrongdoing. We continue to deny any wrongdoing. So Judge uh, what was her name? Judge Wallace. Uh, yeah, Judge Wallace. When she gave this decision, it was like through gritted teeth. She just could not believe that she had to find in favor of Trump. So this uh, this amendment from 1868 uh, is meant to uh, uh, keep anybody out of public service who had done really egregious and heinous things that doesn't fit the bill with President Trump. So. Uh, According to President Trump's uh, attorneys, um, the Democrats have been running lawfare and election interference against President Trump since he came down that golden escalator. Uh, They spied on his campaign. They spied on him as president of the United States. They falsely accused him of Russian collusion. They impeached him twice for nonsense. They indicted him four times for non-crimes. They're trying to bankrupt his business through a bogus civil fraud lawsuit. They have gagged him illegally twice. But as you know, President Trump is the danger to democracy, right? President Trump is the one who's going to be taking our country and our founding documents and crumpling them up and throwing them into the pyre. Of course, that is sarcasm. It is the current regime who's doing that right now. This was nothing more than a Hail Mary of sorts trying to get President Trump from even being considered as a candidate in Colorado. So, They are appealing because they believe that they are correct. And now that Judge Wallace has actually put that on the record, that President Trump was responsible for a, quote, insurrection. Well, of course, it uh, means that the appeals court is now going to see that decision and they're going to say, well, you know, maybe not. So President Trump and his team, even though they won, they've got to appeal to get that stricken from the record because he did not commit an insurrection. So this case is ongoing. Uh, As of right now, President Trump is on the ballot. I believe he will remain on the ballot. So I don't think it's too much that we need to worry about. But certainly we need to have that precedent firmly set in all venues across the entire country. President Trump did not commit insurrection. He's never been charged with insurrection. Uh, it has never been insinuated that he actually did anything to even incite a riot. You know, you can take a look at the statements of select Democrat politicians from over the years, and there have been plenty of times that they said things which directly led to violence. It directly led to rebellion, insurrection, however you want to phrase it. Uh, nobody has ever tried to overthrow the government of the United States, except for perhaps the weather underground. And of course, going back to the Civil War, but the weather underground being directly connected to Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, So I don't know, maybe he's responsible for insurrection, but he's not running for president anymore. So 
All right. Carrie Lake has just filed a reply legal brief in her election fraud lawsuit directed at Maricopa County. She is looking to get Maricopa County sanctioned. Uh, why? Because the Maricopa County Board uh, of Supervisors has been lying to the court and they've been defaming Carrie Lake. So uh, the evidence of illegalities of election and voter fraud taking place in Maricopa County are pretty Obvious for anybody out there who's been paying attention. Uh, The evidence of voter disenfranchisement in Maricopa County. So obvious. Okay, only Republicans were not allowed to actually cast a ballot. Only Republican precincts were the ones whose electronic voting machines didn't work at the time that they needed to. Only Republican precincts had their machines reconfigured mysteriously in the middle of the night, had their printer settings misaligned, had the ballot paper printed incorrectly. 60% of voting locations failed and Republicans turned out three to one. So that means that by and large, it was Republicans who were denied the right to vote on Election Day. It could have made all the difference. In fact, I'm certain that it did. And they did it that way on purpose because they knew Republicans were going to show up. They knew that they could not possibly allow Kerry Lake to win. And so they had to cheat to do it. <clears throat> so likely tens of thousands of voters were denied the right to cast a ballot. That is a deprivation of civil rights right there. So Carrie Lake has filed a motion for transfer to the Arizona Supreme Court. She's trying to get the court to consider the extraordinary new evidence that's been presented in her recent motion for relief from judgment. This was back in May of this year. Maricopa County admitted in its answering brief filed on October 25th, 2023, there were major problems. But Maricopa County continues to lie about what really happened in that last election. Absolutely nothing has happened since the prior denial, which would change the result of this petition, they argue. However, in their briefing on the October 25th filing, Maricopa implicitly or affirmatively admitted it did not conduct its county LNA testing on its 446 vote center tabulators on October 11th, 2022. This was the only announced day for statutory LNA testing uh, or after it replaced its memory cards. Considering the fact that they didn't follow the laws, they didn't follow their own regulations, despite the fact they had claimed publicly they were going to, well, I think that that throws a fair amount of understandable suspicion on the results of the election in Maricopa County. So they submitted a response to Lake's motion on Friday. They claimed that tabulators were working exactly as intended and that uh, they misrepresented the law to justify their sham logic and accuracy testing, which was meant to ensure that votes were tabulated correctly. So by Maricopa County's own logic, uh, the, the the tabulators were not meant to actually count your ballot properly. So why in the heck was millions of dollars spent on these machines if they just don't work? Well, the reason they didn't work is because somebody went in and changed the settings after they had already been approved by uh, the Election Assistance Commission. And this is uh, obviously just another attempt by Maricopa County and the deep state to try to stop anybody of substance from getting into elected office. So uh, Maricopa misleadingly cites Arizona law mandating that the secretary of state conduct 
logic and accuracy testing and ignores Arizona law mandating the county conduct its own logic and accuracy testing. There are separate certifications for each. So they admitted that they didn't test all of the tabulators. They admitted that the software was reprogrammed. Uh, They admitted that after it was installed and after it was used, they were supposed to do logic and accuracy testing, uh, but they never did any of it. And so they claim that the final election program had already passed the Secretary of State's logic and accuracy testing, ignoring the fact that they were mandated to do their own. They claim it was enough to install the programs onto the tabulators without notifying the public, without testifying, excuse me, without testing or certifying that the machines were properly working after the updated software was installed. And uh, they didn't even bother to check whether or not it was going to accurately count votes. Of course, it didn't. None of the things that were supposed to happen on Election Day did. So in doing so, they are citing the law and requirements for what the Secretary of State is mandated to do in terms of the logic and accuracy testing. But that law doesn't apply to Maricopa County. The Elections Procedures Manual of Maricopa County, which... The Board of Supervisors should be well aware of and very well versed in. It states that they must produce their own logic and accuracy testing. Every single county in the state of Arizona has to do their own logic and accuracy testing. All voting equipment must be tested prior to the election. That didn't happen. They have completely admitted it in court, and they are pointing to a different law when trying to justify the reason why they didn't. You know, there's an old saying. Ignorance is no excuse when it comes to the law. Let's say that you or I, we didn't register to vote, okay? And uh, and and there's a law in our state. We can't vote if we're not registered. I think that's pretty much how it is everywhere except in some places where they just let you show up on the day of. You show up on election day and you're so ready to vote. You're ready to cast your ballot. And you walk in there and they say, What's your voter registration information? You say, well, I didn't know I was supposed to register to vote. Can't you just let me vote? Well, no, I'm sorry. It's against the law. Admittedly, in some Democrat areas, as long as you're going to be voting for the candidate of choice, they will probably allow you to vote regardless. But in a world where everything works perfectly, you would not be allowed to vote. Doesn't matter how bad you want to vote. If you didn't register to vote, then there's no legal process to get your vote cast. So in the same way that Maricopa County claims they did everything right, when they didn't do everything right, it should, in a perfect world, invalidate the results of that election. And again, you know, Carrie Lake has this ongoing case. So it's not over yet. We're not out of the woods yet. Maricopa County isn't out of the woods yet. So – We're waiting for additional information to come down from the judge. As it stands right now, Maricopa County is lying or they are at best conflating or obfuscating the true laws of not only the state of Arizona, but also the county of Maricopa. And I think Carrie Lake has a very strong argument. Okay, it all comes down to a judge actually understanding on this particular issue. It's very cut and dry as far as I'm concerned. You have the rules and regulations of Maricopa County. You have the rules and regulations of the state of Arizona. It's like a Venn diagram. 
Okay, you've got to follow them both. Okay, Maricopa County, Arizona, Maricopa County falls within Arizona. You've got to follow those rules in order to have a free and fair election. They didn't do that. So the election was bogus and we all know it. Okay. So uh, we also have this case in Pennsylvania, which has people riled up and understandably so. This woman on screen, Judge Susan Paradise Baxter, she is a Trump appointed federal judge and she just made a really bad ruling in the state of Pennsylvania. She has decided that undated mail-in ballots must be counted in the 2024 election, uh, and that means uh, a ballot that doesn't have a accurate handwritten date written on the outside of the envelope. Why is that date important? Because it lets the actual people receiving the ballots know when that ballot was sent out. Clearly, there are date limits on when a ballot can be accepted. If uh, a ballot is sent out, it gets lost in the mail, they find it, well, then they know that it's not a ballot that just showed up out of nowhere. Uh, Unfortunately, for the people of the state of Pennsylvania, uh, Judge Baxter has made the decision that all ballots must be counted. So you would think that without accurate handwritten information on the outside to verify where that ballot came from, it uh, it wouldn't be legal. But under normal circumstances, it wouldn't. However, Judge Baxter says that if you don't count it, it's a violation of federal civil rights laws. This is obviously going to impact the 2024 election in Pennsylvania because it means that once again, they're going to be able to inject an unknown number of fake and fraudulent mail-in ballots. Uh, This is the preferred method of election fraud by the deep state in all of these very, very important swing states. So uh, this is a a lawsuit that was actually filed over a 2019 law. Uh, Judge Paradise Baxter ruled that county boards of election can no longer reject mail-in ballots that lack accurate handwritten dates on their return envelopes. She said the date, which I might argue is required by state law, is irrelevant in helping elections officials decide whether the ballot was rejected or received in time or whether the voter is qualified to cast a ballot. In a manner of speaking, yes, maybe, uh, but... It's also going to open the door for massive fraud in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, So I feel like this is a very bad decision, very, very bad decision. And I don't know if it's possible to challenge this. Uh, And uh, considering the fact that it's already on the books that people do that, uh, I don't see why we have the need to challenge it, why we have the need to change it. Uh, And let me just ask you this. If, if, If a ballot is rejected for someone not writing a date on it, How is that a violation of a civil rights law? Like, what does you not following directions have to do with civil rights? I go back to the uh, the uh, the example I gave in Maricopa County, not registering to vote. You're not registered to vote. You're not going to get to cast a ballot. It's happened. I've seen it happen to people. They may walk away in a huff, but your civil rights are not being denied. You effed up. You are the one who forgot to register to vote. If you send in your mail in ballot and you're supposed to write the date on it then they can't count it. 
Now they can. Uh, It's like if you send in your mail-in ballot and you don't sign it so that they can't verify it was you that sent the ballot in, they can't count it. Well, in some places, they allow it to be counted. Clearly, we saw it happen a number of times, but that should not be the case. Why do we have rules? Why do we have rules if they're not going to be followed? And why are they going to be enforced selectively? I mean, obviously, it's to get whatever they want so that they can play the game in whatever way they choose. Rules for thee, but not for me. Not for them. So in Missouri, we have a a similar election-related issue coming up. A judge is currently looking to decide whether or not voters can be required to show voter ID when they go to vote in 2024. So uh, back in 2020, and it hasn't gotten any better since then, 90% of American voters were concerned with election cheating. I can only imagine that that number is even higher today. 74% of America supports having voter ID laws. And Although it's often claimed to be a violation of civil rights, uh, a racist policy, 69% of black Americans support voter ID laws. Everyone has an identification card, whether it's a state ID card or a driver's license. You are required to have it to rent a hotel room. You're required to have it to buy cigarettes. Sometimes you're required to have it to buy cough medicine at the pharmacy. But suddenly, when you walk into a voting booth, it's racist and you're not allowed to ask for it. As an example, this is a great meme. India has 1.27 billion people. 400 million of them earn less than $1.25 per day. Yet every single voter in India has a voter ID. And in America, that would be called voter suppression to make people prove their identity to ensure the validity of our elections. Voter ID laws are used in pretty much all major countries all around the world, in plenty of poor countries, in plenty of uh, you know first world nations, uh, but not here in America. Here's a list of full or partially democratic countries that require voter ID to register, to vote, or to cast a ballot on election day in all districts. And I'm not going to read through them because there's so freaking many of them. Uh, But you'll notice something. I mean, these are all Western nations. Uh, These are nations that are aligned with Western values at the very least. Uh, There are nations in Asia, nations in South America, nations in uh, Europe. It's all over the place. Pretty much everywhere. I don't think that they mention Russia on here, but then again, it's not in uh, alphabetical order. I'm pretty sure you have to have a voter ID to vote in Russia as well, but maybe they left it off because, you know, Putin and all that. But yeah, even in Haiti, talk about, I mean, talk about dirt poor. Like some of those people don't even have a house, right? I mean, they're, they're still waiting for the Clinton Foundation to build them a shanty from years ago when there was, you know, devastation there, when Hillary Clinton came in and just soaked up all the dollars. The United States, Mozambique, you got to have a voter ID. Good God. Andre says, sent that email, by the way, Zach. Okay, yeah, I'm going to look at it after the show. Good stuff. But all of these other Western nations, you got to use a voter ID. 
even Greece, where Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, moved and became uh, double citizens. You've got to have a voter ID. So Missouri has a pretty strict voter ID law. If you want to vote, you got to show a valid government-issued state ID. But Democrats, of course, are working to make this rule unconstitutional. It's going to be a lot harder to cheat in a state that has strict voter ID laws, because if you want to cast a ballot, you're going to have to prove your identity. So they have successfully gotten this case before a judge. It will be decided in short order whether or not citizens will continue to be required to carry a valid photo ID to vote. So the Missouri Supreme Court has turned away an appeal about how to word a ballot question on access to abortion in the state. And Missouri lawmakers have already banned abortion, except in cases of medical emergency. Uh, But proponents of broader access to the procedure are seeking to put a question about it directly before the voters next year. And let's see. Hold on. I think they may have uh, put the wrong section in here. Yeah, they have a completely uh, unrelated story there at the bottom. All right. Well, there's a lot of things happening in Missouri. So uh, I sincerely hope that the people of Missouri are not robbed of their ability to have a free and fair election. Uh, One of the reasons that uh, they try to do away with these laws is so they can cheat. That's the only reason they want to do it. It's not because it's racist. It's not because it's a violation of civil rights. They do things that violate our civil rights all the time, uh, and they don't care about that. It's it's only a question of civil rights when it's convenient for them. So – I don't know if you guys remember, I did a couple of interviews with some people from Kansas uh, that were um, uh, working on election integrity there. Honey says, would anyone want a stream tomorrow or is everyone busy? Maybe a call in or something. Let Zach know. Happy Thanksgiving. We, we you are grateful. We are grateful for all of you. Yes. Yeah. Let me know if you guys want me to stream tomorrow night. Uh, I will. Maybe we can just do a call in show. You guys tell me how your Thanksgivings went. Uh, I don't want to do it if nobody's going to call in, though, because, um, you know, I, there's a lot. There's so many people who watch the show and they never call in. I would love it. I would love it if you have never called in, if you called in and we just chat. All right. So um, there's this group, Fractal. They're investigating into the election system in Kansas. Uh, There is another group called Omega for America targeting the voter rules, and uh, Fractal Technology has revealed there is a significant error rate on these rules, which could potentially impact elections and likely has. Pretty much all the voter rolls in all the states, unless they have been explicitly cleaned up, uh, there is a major problem. So the review of Kansas's voter rolls was released. Uh, the leadership of the Kansas legislature is who invited Fractal in to take a look at the rules to determine if modern technology might be able to help them improve their accuracy. Kansas is supposed to be historically uh, in the lead for modern, clean voter rolls. And knowing that, you would think that perhaps they didn't have a significant error rate. However, it's exactly the opposite. So, Fractal is a new tech stack operating a million times faster than any other current technology. Uh, Kansas voter rolls are plagued in the same ways that other voter rolls are. We've got common problems, uh, and uh, some of them can be 
alleviated by using certain types of database technology. So uh, Gartner Group says that SQL technology is the leading authority on technology trends and it's obsolete. Uh, so in this uh, information here, Wyandotte and Johnson County governments uh, cooperated in providing their county tax rolls so that they could compare them. Because obviously, if somebody's paying taxes, they could potentially be voting. Nobody should be voting and not paying their taxes. The government gets you in whatever way they possibly can. But over the decades, as the voter rolls grow, uh, in the same way that government doesn't want to give up the power that you might give them or they don't want to release the dollars from their budgets, they do not want to allow a single voter to drop off those voter rolls. Nothing's going to stop them, not death, dismemberment, moving to another state, moving to another country. They want to keep you on that voter roll. So – uh, Fractal essentially found that there are many, many voters on there uh, who should no longer be on the voter rolls. Uh, and they said that we need to have a, a pretty serious conversation uh, with a number of other states to find out not only where these people are at, if they're voting in other states, or if you've got illegal aliens that are illegally registered to vote in U.S. elections. This should be a nationwide effort. And if Fractal has the ability to do it and do it quickly, well, then we should do it as soon as possible. So their concept is they have used their brand new technology to find anomalous voters. What are anomalous voters? These are voters who live in Walmart. That means that they're people with names who are casting ballots, whose official address is a Walmart. <laughs> uh, and of course, they could also use the technology to challenge a mail-in ballot being sent to one of those clearly anonymous uh, anomalous addresses. There should be a safeguard in the system to stop a ballot from being sent to an address that doesn't exist. This goes back to Arizona and the concept of ghost voters uh, being sent out to a an empty dirt lot. Uh, if you've got 50 to 100 individuals living in a double wide trailer, well, th- clearly those people are not living there, shouldn't go there. But more than anything – if it's going to a business, nobody lives at a business and especially nobody lives at a Walmart. So that should be able to be caught and then it could be intercepted and then just not sent at all. Now, Fractal is also working in other states. They've got investigations in Georgia, Texas, Wisconsin, Alaska, Utah, Nevada, and a number of other states. And their information is going to be coming out in just a couple of weeks. It should surprise no one that the voter rolls of even the best managed state are probably bloated with either people who don't exist, dead people, illegals, uh, individuals living at Walmart, and, and a whole host of other things. And as I said a couple of days ago, we can't fix the problem unless we can identify it. So thank you very much to Fractal and Omega for America. Glad that they're on the case. We're going to continue to keep an eye on that. Uh, thank you very much to LKW Cross, who says, Happy Thanksgiving, Zach and family, persons and animals, LOL. Thank you to Space Coast Patriot, who says, uh, that looks like some Dukes of Hazard action right there. It actually does. I thought that myself. Yeah, definitely looks like those Duke boys coming out of Hazard County. Floricio, thank you very much for the fleet, my friend. You're the best. Really appreciate it. Uh, Smoke Sesh says, happy Turkey Day, RP78 fam, and average Joe Patriot. Happy Thanksgiving. 
Thanksgiving, RP78, and FAM. Thank you so much, you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you for uh, being here with us on this Thanksgiving Eve. I need to say real quick. Before we end here, uh, thank you to the Smith brothers. You guys know who you are. I got uh, your, well, I suppose it doesn't hurt to say that you're from Alaska. Uh, Thank you very much for the kind letter you wrote as well. Uh, I'm glad that you found me. Uh, If anybody here is watching my channel but doesn't also watch the show as I do on on Badlands Media, I would suggest that you at least check them out because those are really good shows, and I put a lot of work into them. Uh, They're different from what I do here, and I do that on purpose because I I want to have – a variety of content like I do <clears throat> the weekend shows are different from the weekday shows. And so the shows I do on Badlands are completely different from what I do here. Deep dives on single subjects with John on Monday and then Brad on Wednesday and both coming from different perspectives. And then on Thursdays, I am a co-host on Taking It Back with 412 and quite frankly. Uh, thank you to Lewis. Lewis, uh, who has been a dedicated supporter of the channel since the very beginning. Uh, also, thank you to Lynette in Canton, back home. Thank you so much, Lynette. My lovely mother, she had to send me a check for the phone bill. <clears throat> okay, so I actually wanted to read this coming from Lynette. Lynette also has it on Judicial Watch Stationery, so you, you know that we're on the same page. Thank you to Trisha Cupatri, Texas. Thank you for that Ko-Fi donation. I appreciate you. She says, hello, Zach. Thank you for all you do. Been listening to you since 2020. I listen to you now primarily on Rumble, but I'm not too good on the computer, so I hope it's okay to send a check. It's absolutely okay to send a check. Thank you very much. Uh, she says, I am a senior, and you are my best news giver. Thank you for keeping it clean. I do what I can. Sometimes... The mood strikes and I feel a bit fiery. But she says, God bless. Thank you so much, Lynette. I appreciate you. And then here is that that letter from Mike in Alaska. Greetings from Alaska. Uh, 28 degrees and five inches of new snow. Alaska is so beautiful. Uh, Zach, incl- please find an enclosed check for you and your podcast. I discovered your site through Baseless Conspiracies on Badlands, and I liked your style of presenting on any subject. I tried to sign up through the computer, but all that does is peeve me off. So here's a check. Use it how you wish, uh, as it's my support for what you do. I like Badlands, but have trouble accessing up-to-date shows on my computer. Thank you again for what you do. Coming from Mike, I appreciate you, Mike. Thank you very much. Uh, we also have a Thanksgiving card from my good friend Fredo, who I don't even think is in the audience today. But Fredo, hopefully you see the replay. He sent me a gold back. I don't see uh, I don't see Cranop out there either. But hopefully you see this later, buddy. This, is, in case you're you're wondering, this is a South Dakota gold back, and it's actually produced from one one thousandth of a troy ounce of twenty four karat gold. It's gold that's basically in between some type of laminate. And if I was in South Dakota or a country that ex- or a country, a state that accepts goldbacks, I would be able to use this as legal currency. And so I've got a small collection of them. And um, maybe in the future, when I go to one of these states, I'll be able to use that. But I also kind of just want to keep them because they're pretty cool. So he says, happy Turkey Day. Thank you very much, buddy. Uh, also uh, to the lovely... Hirpe family, Hayden and Hunter. Look at them. My gosh, I didn't realize how red their hair was, you guys. Is that, uh, I don't know, uh, Hunter and Hayden's mom and dad, I don't know if you guys colorized that photo, but their hair is just getting red as all get out. 
How cool. All right, guys. So that's it. Thank you very much to everybody for uh, sending that stuff over. Uh, oh, wow. TZ Burton says, Zach, you, you are one of the most polite and courteous hosts on the Internet. Thank you very much. You know, I feel that uh, being polite goes a long way. Uh, I treat people with respect because I'd like to be treated with respect. Uh, there's a lot of really awful people out there, and I just don't see any reason for me to pile on and add to it. What I can also tell you, this is a great study, recently came out of the UK. It turns out, wouldn't you know it, the more you followed the COVID restrictions, the Big Brother-esque draconian COVID restrictions, the worse your mental health is today. Uh, And I would say that that's probably by design. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is a study that was done uh, by a prestigious organization. The uh, study was from Bangor University in Wales. And it shows that the people who wore the masks and stood six feet apart and probably took the jab uh, are most likely in the worst mental state today. The people like us that went about our lives and refused uh, to stop going to church or going out to dinner with our families, uh, we continued on life as normal and we weren't going to allow it. There were a lot of people during the the pandemic that their mental health just spiraled out of control. Uh, you know, maybe they just stayed home and ate and so then they gained weight and they feel bad about themselves. Maybe they were too scared to go out and even today they don't realize that you're not going to die if you get COVID because it's the cold and, you know, maybe even COVID-19 was made in a laboratory, but doesn't mean it's necessarily going to kill you. They would probably rather be in a hospital on a ventilator than shake somebody's hand without squeezing uh, that alcohol gel all over them. Um, And so those people today are in a much worse off situation. Uh, I feel bad for those people. And that's why I often say that we've got to give them a little bit of grace. We need to be here to usher them in and welcome them with open arms when they realize that they've been lied to and that everything they thought they knew was true was a lie, totally fake. All right. The other thing that's fake, and I want to end on this story today, uh, is any semblance of privacy in the United States. A secret White House surveillance program that began some years ago was shut down and then apparently reopened under the Trump administration. Doesn't mean President Trump had something to do with it. It was called Hemisphere, uh, and it was designed to allow the police and probably other federal agencies, I know the DEA is one of them, to spy on your phone records. So even Democrats are pushing back on this one, and uh, that's probably because they were champions of the exposure of Edward Snowden's revelations when he pushed back against the PRISM program and released all of that information about them spying. They didn't say so much when the CIA's Vault 7 tools came out, probably because they were getting a fair amount of usage from that. But this was actually brought to the attention of uh, many people by Senator Ron Wyden because it lets federal, state, local, and tribal law enforcement agencies surveil your communications. We're talking about trillions of domestic phone records that can be and are reviewed annually. Well, just this past Sunday, Senator Wyden sent a letter to the DOJ warning the Data Analytical Services, which was formerly known as the Hemisphere Project, 
Project is currently illegally authorizing government agencies to track you, to monitor your phone calls, to analyze your phone records every single day. Nobody knows about it. People who are not suspected of committing a crime, including victims of crimes, are actually subject to this illegal seizure of our records and a gross intrusion into our privacy. The likelihood that you have been a victim of the Hemisphere Project, or as it's now known by the benign title, Data Analytical Services, is highly likely. In fact, I would say that it's probably at at worst 99%, excuse me, at best 99%, and at worst 100%. So, He sent this letter to Merrick Garland asking him to publicly disclose all of the documents related to this phone surveillance program. Here's the catch. The documents are not classified. However, the Justice Department has categorized them as law enforcement sensitive, which in effect stops them from being publicly released. So you can't even find out if they've been spying on you or looking at you. So this is very similar to the kind of umbrella surveillance that you have with FISA. They call it chain analysis. This allows government agencies to spy on a targeted individual and every single person they've been in contact with. And they do it all without warrants. Fourth and Fifth Amendments be damned. They don't even need to worry about the Constitution when they're doing this stuff right here. So. Ron Wyden said, I have serious concerns about the legality of this surveillance program. I will tell you right now, it's illegal. And the materials provided by the DOJ contain troubling information that would justifiably outrage many Americans and other members of Congress. While I have long defended the government's need to protect classified sources and methods, this surveillance program is not classified, and its existence has already been acknowledged by the DOJ in federal court. The public interest in an informed debate about government surveillance outweighs the need to keep this information secret. But, of course, the government is not interested in that public discourse. The only thing they're interested in is maintaining that strict Big Brother surveillance apparatus that they have in place. I would, I would ask this. How many other programs exist out there that allow them to dive into all of our data and seriously, in a very secret and clandestine way, dive deeply into the very nature of the things that you say when you think you are speaking or interacting privately? Freight Awakening. Hey, cool, man. He says, hey, Zach, I'm watching. Just busy at work. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Lisa and the Fur Kids. Thank you so much, buddy. I'm glad you were here. So. Hemisphere is run in coordination with none other than AT&T. That really upsets me because I have AT&T. Well, I have AT&T for my internet. So are they looking at my internet? That's probably pretty likely. So what does AT&T do? Well, they capture and they conduct analysis of the U.S. call records, and then they hand them over to law enforcement agencies, hand them over to local police departments, sheriff's departments, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, postal inspectors. What if they're sending them over to postal inspectors and they're also looking at the mail you get? That's very, very possible. So if we go back to 2009 under the Obama administration, the White House, the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy, began paying AT&T to allow law enforcement agencies to probe into AT&T's phone records. It actually went all the way back to 1987. 2009 is when it began, but they went all the way back into the phone records from 1987. So 
All of the calls that use AT&T infrastructure, a matrix of routers and switches across the United States, are subject to the DAS program. That means that even if you don't have AT&T service, if you happen to make a call to someone while you're on AT&T critical infrastructure for that call, well, then you have now just become part of that group of people who can be investigated. And then every other person you've ever spoken with on that phone line then becomes somebody else who can have their personal lives begun to be investigated. The information that they collect includes caller and recipient names, phone numbers, dates, and times of calls. There's a lot of information you can glean from the identity of people that are speaking with you and the people around you. You better believe they are using that for investigative purposes and to build cases. If they start seeing phone calls that are being made between you know a person who is benign and a person who they suspect of doing something, maybe you're a, you are a white supremist, a white supremist, MAGA-supporting, MAGA-extremist, None of those things uh, go together. This is me making fun of Joe Biden. But if you are suspected of being one of those people, my God, you know, your grandmother might be one of those people that you're calling all the time. And then she starts getting spied on. So the program uh, costs for this uh, are being paid through a shady grant program. Uh, More than $6 million to date has been provided for this uh, by the ONDCP. So back in 2013, when it was first exposed, Hemisphere was suspended because New York Times, when they used to do actual reporting, wrote an article about it. But it was a year later that the federal funding for this program was kind of twisted into something different. They started paying for data analytical services. They were no longer paying for the Hemisphere domestic spying program. This new generic name allowed them to just continue on getting the information despite the fact that they had already been exposed and they had already been called out for spying on Americans in yet another example of the government creating a Big Brother-like scenario. So the funding of this surveillance program was actually restarted by the Trump administration in 2017. Who actually started it? We don't know. Uh, where was the money coming from? We don't know that either. But hopefully Ron Wyden's going to get us some answers. It was actually paused again in 2021. And then Joe Biden's administration quietly restarted it in 2022. So – Law enforcement agencies working in connection with AT&T to abuse the information, their their trust, uh, the, the power and privilege that they have. One law enforcement official described the Hemisphere Project as AT&T's super search engine or Google on steroids. That is come from an email that was sent by Drug Enforcement Administration agents, and it was received under the Freedom of Information Act. So although the project is paid for with federal funds, they are delivered to AT&T through an obscure grant program, which enables them to skip what would otherwise be a mandatory reporting period for federal privacy. Uh, Isn't it funny how they can find so many different ways to make things work when it takes your civil rights and crumples them under the boots of fascists? So if the funds were actually coming directly from a federal agency like the DEA, 
the Hemisphere Project would then be subjected to a mandatory privacy impact assessment that would be completed by the Department of Justice. The Office of Privacy and Civil Liberties would then find out and the findings would be made public. But because they're able to skate around it 180 degrees, they can receive the funding. The Houston High Intensity Drug Trafficking Area Program is one of 33 regional funding organizations that receive money as part of this grant. This was created by Congress, actually, uh, and these regional groups then end up giving the money to AT&T as it's distributed for these specific organizations and how they spend their money. Well, that's none of Congress's business, apparently. So this is a major affront to your rights and your privacy. I'm going to end on one final story that I was shocked to learn about today, and it ties directly into this. You know, it's funny how they would like for the American public to believe that the greatest threat to American sovereignty is uh, extremist white supremacist terror. Thank you again, Trisha. I appreciate that donation. Um, And as such, federal agencies that are supposed to be keeping America safe, instead, they are focusing on MAGA grandmas, people like you and me. Air marshals are the covert law enforcement agents that fly on planes. They work alongside the TSA, and they essentially make sure that terrorists don't blow up a 737 while you and your kids are on it. Well, since... uh, Roughly January 6th, 2021, the air marshals have not been flying on planes. No. Instead, they have been quietly tailing and surveilling every American who flew into Washington, D.C. around January 6th. (laughs) That means that they are not doing their job. That means that they are not working to stop terrorism in the skies. They are instead working to ensure that you and your grandma uh, that they know exactly where you're we're going. They know exactly missions, where you're going. Missions that we're, Why won't this stop? So take a listen. Take a listen. Quiet Skies missions, and those are missions that are following. We're not flying right now. The only missions that we're doing are Quiet Skies missions, and those are missions that are following the January 2021 people. So we're either on the border uh, for illegal immigrants or we're following folks from January 2021. We're not doing our regular missions where we're out there looking for the bad guys. So right now on uh, most flights, you're not going to have air marshals. What do you mean by that? You're following January 2021 people. What does that mean? That means our primary mission is a little group. Look at her face. First of all, look at this reporter's face. She's like, wait a second. You're telling me that there's no air marshals on the flights. And instead, you are covertly spying on American citizens who have committed no crimes, who simply had committed the act of going to Washington, D.C. on January 6th or before in a plane. That's what they're doing. This is what the federal government is spending its time, money, and resources on. Called Quiet Skies. It's a mission called Quiet Skies that we're following people that flew into the national capital region in January 2021. You did not have to go to the Capitol or the rally, and you've been put on a specific list that TSA now has assigned air marshals to follow these people who have not had uh, any type of criminal investigation. They haven't committed a crime, but yet three years later, we're following the same individuals. Three years. It's been going on since January 6th. They've been doing this for three years. That means for three years, any plane that you could have been on 
may have been the victim of some sort of terror attack. Maybe this explains why we're seeing so many incidents of people freaking out mid-flight, because there's nobody there to stop them anymore. Normally, an air marshal would have grabbed you and just taken you right to the ground. Maybe they would have uh, subdued you with uh, with a, a shot to the neck or, or, or maybe a, a taser or something like that. But no, instead, nobody's there to keep the peace, and so people are just going nuts. Day out. So you're saying that air marshals are now following people that were at the Capitol uh, on January 6th and they're not tracking terrorists at all. Well, they didn't even have to be at the Capitol, Carly. They could have just flown into the National Capital Region. So if anybody was there for uh, a job interview, to visit family, we even had a gentleman that was there for a funeral. They put it, put on this domestic terrorist list just because of their geographic location to Washington, D.C. So these people did not even commit a crime. They weren't even at the Capitol. What? Do those people know that they're on this list? Some of them do, because when they go to the airport, they get the quadduses on their boarding pass, and then they have to go through enhanced security. Then they're followed by teams of air marshals on, on any leg of flight that they have. So, yes, a lot of them do know that they're being followed, yet they haven't been vetted, and they have not committed a crime. And three years later, we're still doing the same duty, and we followed the same people over and over for three years who are no threat to this country. Uh, this is one of the most shocking things I've ever heard. I don't even know why I'm surprised by it. I mean, I should have known. I should have known at this point. You know, I mean, think about how many people went to Washington, D.C. around that time for, you know, perfectly benign reasons. Think about all the people who went to D.C. and they thought that they were going to a rally. And uh, until this date, you've got people on the terrorism watch list. My friend A.J., his son, his like six month old son has been put onto the terror watch list by the TSA. Okay, his son is not allowed to fly on a plane. And hold on, we had a boozer man who says some women choose to partake in that. Uh, I, I want to be very clear here. I'm making a distinction between women who are forced into prostitution. These women that were uh, that were saved from human trafficking. That's different from a woman who chooses to sell her body, to enter into a contract with a man for services rendered. It's not something I would do, but I understand that people do do it, and there is a big difference. Uh, yeah, pimping isn't the same charge as prostitution. It sounds like some women were being trafficked and others were willing participants to me. Yeah, that, that's that's probably it. It's probably it. But they just don't go into any detail. Uh, so, yes, likely there would probably be like the wit, like, you know, I, from what I understand, they have younger women who are basically forced into it. You have older women who are there to kind of be the buffer between the sex trafficked women and then the pimps. And then, of course, the pimps are probably doing the arrangements and taking money and then bringing the Johns to the uh, the room where the the uh, the human trafficked woman is going to be. So, yes. Um, so. Uh, my mother says the quadruple S on the lower right of your boarding pass means that you're marked. Yes. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Totally messed up. This this is one of the most messed up things I've ever heard. Uh, the amount of federal resources that are being spent tracking people, not because they did anything wrong, 
But simply because of who they follow, because of what their politics are, make no mistake, that's what this is about, okay? They're worried that these people are going to do something that might endanger the current regime's power grasp. That's the only thing these people are worried about, maintaining power. They want to ensure that they can successfully subjugate you and strip you of any rights, any liberty that you might have. And once again, this is why it's so important that we not give up, that we continue to fight in a metaphoric sense, FBI, uh, not doing anything even remotely close to physical or illegal or uh, aggressive actions. We've got plenty of opportunity within the system to operate and to make our voices heard and to try to affect change. And that's what we need to work on. And then once President Trump comes back, once we get a whole bunch of America first people in there, and believe me, it's happening. All right. You're seeing it. Actually, let me let me show you this, because I think that this is important to mention here. Well, first of all, we've got new subpoenas coming out for Hunter and Joe that that couldn't be more important. Impeachment inquiry is starting to heat up. Joe Biden is completely oblivious to what he's done to the country. The housing market is in the tank. Slowest housing market in 13 years after we just had record sales for several years. But in uh, Washington, D.C., homicides uh, just hit a 20-year high under a Biden-chosen prosecutor. It's the same in Democrat-run cities all across the country. As a result... As a result of that mismanagement, we are now seeing a surge in Republicans and conservatives and, yes, America first people being elected to offices in local races. Miami Beach has elected a Republican mayor. Miami Beach uh, has traditionally been a pretty, uh, pretty liberal hotspot. I mean, I guess, you know, there's a lot big gay community there. Also happening in Charleston, South Carolina, the first Republican mayor since 1877. What changed between 1877 and now? Well, of course, Joe Biden came into power and completely screwed the pooch on everything. Shit rolls downhill. Pardon my language. But in this case, it's rolling uphill. People are not going to stand for this anymore, and they are beginning to take control of their destinies by refusing to elect these ineffectual, power-hungry, narcissistic predators that continue to populate the power of elected service. No more. We're not taking it anymore. You people need to go home, find a new job. In fact, move to another country for all I care. All right. Uh, let me see. Uh, thank you very much to Flor Riccio for two more donations. She says, happy Thanksgiving to my Patriot family. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, Flor. I appreciate you so much. And then she just dropped a ship. So thank you very much for that. All right, you guys, I want you all to have a happy Thanksgiving. I will be back tonight at 9 p.m. on Badlands Media with Brad Getz for another episode of Baseless, excuse me, for another episode of Altered State. Until that time, good luck. God bless. Here comes the gold pills, and we will see you guys tonight. Peace.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.